What's going on, everybody? It's Jesse James here at Heretic Radio once again. Sorry for the hiatus, but things have been going on in our lives, in our country, that have made it very difficult to find time to record, so thanks for being patient with us. I'm joined tonight by Jason, and Jason, he's been on a couple episodes previously here, a good friend of mine, we both served together in the U.S. Army, and um, Jason's going to take the lead tonight, and uh, so I'll just go ahead, Jason, just introduce yourself, tell us what you want to talk about. All right. Uh, yeah, again, my name's uh, Jason Sowards, and tonight on our uh, episode, we're going to be talking about Biden's immigration policy and its uh, effects on our country. Um, we know that uh, it's been a real big issue here in the past, um, and obviously with the, uh, the new president in, um, it's another uh, issue that's coming up. Um, so uh, we want to take a look at, you know, how is the uh, immigration policy going to impact the uh, country uh, compared to the immigration policy that uh, President Trump had. Um, how is this going to impact the economy, the education, voting, and et cetera? Um, if you've got any uh, questions or comments, uh, send them in to Heretic Radio on our Facebook page, or you can send it to Heretic Radio Podcast at gmail.com. Um, if you've got any stories or anything like that, uh, that you've experienced it, uh, send it in to us and we'll be more than glad to, uh, look at it and read it out on our uh, podcast. So awesome. Thanks. Thanks, Jason. Um, yeah, so we'll just go ahead. We'll jump right into it, man. Um, you know, I've got a couple sources pulled up. We kind of figured some things out beforehand here. Uh, but again, I'll just let you take the lead and I'm going to, I'll just ask you some questions as we go. And then um, if, can you turn your gain up just a tiny bit because your waves are coming in real small and uh, are recording here. <laughs> All right. How about that? I think that should be good. I mean, you sound good through my headset here. Um, but if you look on Zencaster, we use Zencaster, by the way. We're not sponsored or endorsed, endorsed by them, rather, but they're extremely easy to use. Um, if you look at your waves there, they're tiny compared to mine. <laughs> oh, gotcha. So, but anyways, but, uh, I can tweak it in post, um, not a big deal. Um, so yeah, Biden's immigration policy, um, it, it's vastly different. Obviously it's, it's more or less an overturn of Biden or uh, excuse me, of Trump's, um, he's been very vocal about that. He said that kind of on the campaign trail for that little bit of campaigning he actually did. Um, but so far his policy has been nothing more than just overturning uh, Trump's issues here. Oh, bear with us. We're having some technical difficulties here. <clears throat> All right, there we go. I think we're good now. Can you hear me? Yeah. All right. Sorry about that, folks. We do record um across the country here through an internet um recording program so sometimes we do have some hiccups so bear with us here um like i was saying though uh biden's immigration policy is pretty much just reversing trump's immigration policy which was obviously stronger borders um you know vetting uh any immigrant that wants to come across the border or even into the country in general but the focus has always been kind of that southern border and uh Biden's policy for the most part has been just to reverse that. So keeps cutting out. 
Is it? Oh, that's fine. Because if it does cut out on your end, it's still recording on my side because yep. each browser records individually. Oh, okay. Yeah, because so, yeah. you cut out and I can't hear what you're saying. That's all right. Um, yeah, let me see here. Let's try this. Let's do that. Can you hear me through the phone at least? Uh, yeah, if I turn, probably if I turn, yeah. Yeah, there we go. How's that? Yeah. Okay. Hopefully, so we'll just hopefully don't yeah, get we're running that microphone. That's all right. Just in case uh, we're cutting out there. Um, but I've got a couple sources pulled up here. Um, I've got AP, Washington Post, um, uh, Wall Street Journal, and Forbes as well. That's a review of Trump's immigration policy. And I got to say, it's it's pretty loony because Biden's whole stance right now, um, everything that he's doing, in my opinion, is going to end up being detrimental to the country. Um, it doesn't look like we're really going to be moving forward. It's just the reversal of Trump's policy. You know, what's your take on that, Jason? Yeah, I, I believe that um, it, it's going to make it worse. Um, we already know that um, the I believe it was like eleven thousand immigrants, or, or it was more, maybe more than that. Um, I don't remember the numbers right offhand, but um, all the uh, illegal immigrants that we currently have in our country that are uh, sitting being detained right now, mm -hmm. um, he had already said that, hey, you know, you're here illegally, but you know what? We're going to go ahead and let you apply for citizenship and we're going to give it to you. And, you know, and that's not fair. You know, if, if you're here illegally, you need to go back and come back through the legal process, just like everybody else has. Um, that's in my opinion. Um, I, I know guys that's, you know, here from other countries, you know, they've been here for years and, you know, they went through the process and they're still going through the process. Um, so, you know, for, for somebody that's come here, went through the process and is working hard at, at getting things done the right way and then just have somebody come here illegally and not have to do any uh, footwork and do it the right way and just be like, oh, here you go, your granted citizenship. I, I, to me, that's extremely unfair to all the uh, people out there that are, you know, struggling to, to try to do it the right way. Yeah. And I completely agree. And I actually, I mean, I, I've known uh, several immigrant families, in fact, uh, a Polish family, immigrant, uh, immigrant family, excuse me, that I grew up with. And they came here the right way. They did all their testing. They applied through the process. They paid tens of thousands of dollars for the parents uh, to become naturalized citizens. And their kids obviously were born here. So they were um, you know, fall into that land of the, the soil or the law of the soil, excuse me. But um, it, it really pissed them off because you have people that just because they were arguing under the Obama uh, administration because of Biden or, oh my God, I keep tripping on words tonight. Obama basically is did the same thing that Joe Biden is trying to do, trying to grant amnesty to millions of illegals, uh, you know, bypassing the laws and the rules that we have set forth for immigration. And it pissed them off because like I said, they, they, it took them over a decade uh, to get the mom and the dad naturalized citizens and tens of thousands of dollars and all sorts of stuff. Um, and they did it the right way. And in my opinion, in observation of the immigrants that actually do it the right way and they, uh, you know, take the legal process and they become naturalized citizens and they actually work for it rather than it just being handed to them. Um, they actually appreciate um, being an American 
that much more uh, because it was a process because they did it the right way. They have their papers. They have everything they need to say that, yes, I am an American. Now, when you grant it to 11 million illegals that are currently in this country, I believe that's the, the current number now. If you just give it to them, I mean, it's it's like rewarding a child for you know, for nothing. You know, there's no value to that. Um, now, right. would all of them treat it that way? Probably not. But the vast majority, I think, would. Um, it wouldn't have any uh, sustenance to it. There would be no backing for it. It would just be, uh, here you go. And they're going to continue living their lives, um, living off the system because it's most illegals. It's that's not a secret. I mean, that's you can find that information anywhere. The vast majority of illegal immigrants in this country are on some form of assistance. Um, most of them do not pay taxes, so therefore they're literally drawing and not contributing. Um, so they're pretty much just leeching the system now. People that went through it legally, obviously they pay their taxes. Um, they're very adamant on keeping good status with the country and all that kind of stuff. So I think it's completely unfair to the ones that did it the right way. So um, I've got this one article pulled up right here, if you don't mind me to interjecting here. It's from the AP. It's uh, titled, Why Biden's Immigration Plan May Be Risky for Democrats by Will Wessert. And it's kind of funny um, and surprising that they would even post something like this or uh, publish something like this. Um, because Associated Press, as we all know, is typically pretty biased, left-leaning. And the picture that they, they have for the the article is Joe Biden sitting at the desk in the Oval Office, and he's literally got the stack of executive orders sitting there, um, which that alone is just absolutely terrible. Do you remember how much Trump and Obama got shit for signing executive orders, like back to back to back and everyone said it was an abuse of power and all this other stuff, especially right. under Trump's administration. And now here's Biden literally with 17 on his desk, uh, you know, just signing them all at once and nobody bats an eye. They all think it's great because it's undoing Trump's policy. Absolutely disgusting. Anyways. So it says from Washington AP president, Joe Biden is confronting the political risk that comes with grand ambition as one of his first acts. Biden offered a sweeping immigration overhaul overhaul last week that would provide a path to U S citizenship for the estimated 11 million people who are in the United States illegally. It would also codify provisions, wiping out some of president Donald Trump's signature hardline policies, including trying to end existing and protecting legal status for many immigrants brought to the U S as children and crackdowns on asylum rules. So this is going to affect those DACA kids too, if I'm not mistaken. So, but the article goes on to say that it's extremely risky. Um, there are several Democrats that don't support this. I mean, they're they're going to follow in their party line, I'm assuming. But it could cost them in the long run. So, right, yeah, because I mean, you know, it, not only is it going to affect um, the DACA program, uh, but you know, the Dreamers are as well. So it, it's going to affect, you know, all the way across the board. Right. I think the the DACA kids are the Dreamers, right? Is that the um, same thing, or am I mistaken? No, I, I believe it's a little bit different. Um, I, I did have a uh, resource uh, pulled up earlier uh, about the difference between the two of them, but my goofy butt um, ended up uh, closing it out, and I don't remember exactly where I had found that, so I'd have to find <laughs> it again. Um, but there, there is a slight difference in between the two. Okay. Yeah, I'll be honest. I haven't really looked too much into the DACA and the, the DREAM Act. All I remember from the Dream Act is Pelosi going across the Senate floor there, or the House floor, excuse me, and trying to scold that uh, um, representative from Pennsylvania, telling him, you know, don't you dare! And I was the one that passed this, and blah 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 blah, and just acted all out and ridiculous. So, um, that's always 
you know, great when you see an elected official doing that. But, um, but yeah, but it's saying that, um, this, uh, new proposal from Biden here to reverse a lot of the stuff that Trump put in place as far as immigration goes, is that it could potentially weaken the finished product being, uh, you know, his bill overall. Um, it's saying that, there's just such a broad range of legislation that would be extremely difficult to get it to pass, um, so on and so forth, if they even get it to to pass or fail at all, for the most part. So um, I know that the Hispanic community kind of feels disenfranchised by Biden at this point, because, of course, being a typical Democrat, he made all sorts of promises and even the black community. Um, and so far, I mean, granted, we're only a couple of days into his presidency, but he's kind of reneged on a lot of stuff or intends to renege on a lot of stuff. So. It'll be interesting to see how this plays out um, as far as Biden's take on it. Personally, I don't think it's going to go anywhere. Um, I mean, he might get a lot of this stuff passed, but we'd have to see how, I guess, our law enforcement, CBP, and uh, different legislators handle it after that. So, All right. And back to your uh, question about the uh, the difference between the, uh, the two, DAC and DREAM. Um, what the uh, DREAM Act is, it's the uh, Development Relief and Education for Alien Minors Act. It's, uh, it's what the Dreams, uh, DREAM or DREAMers uh, Act is. Um, the DACA um, is, uh, it doesn't create a path to lawful permanent res residency for undocumented uh, immigrants. It's, it's what it is. Oh, gotcha. All right. Yeah. Again, completely honest. Didn't really know the. The huge difference. I mean, obviously there were two different bills, but I never really researched them. So I appreciate that. Um, yeah, no problem. Yeah. So I guess what would be the positive, like the pros and cons of his immigration policy? Because I'm having a hard time seeing really any positive from it. I mean, the only thing that I could find, to be honest, was that um, there's some more uh, protections for like immigrant children. So potentially not putting them in, you know, the detention cages and stuff like that. Um, let me see here. I think I, I had a section yeah, here. I, I'll in, have to find it again. Opinion, like you said, I, I don't, I don't see where there's really any uh, positive uh, to it. Um, other than like you said, for, uh, for the kids. Um, I, I believe that if, if any positive, uh, is going to come out of it. It's going to be for the, uh, for the immigration kids. Uh, and that's about where it's going to stop at. But as far as everything else, I don't, I don't foresee or, or can see where anything positive can, uh, come about it. Um, especially when it comes to our, uh, border patrol agents, you know, protecting the wall, you know, that's, that's going to create an even more, uh, demand on the job that they do making it, harder for them to try to do their jobs with the limited resources that they have. Right. Um, and from my understanding, uh, Biden is also looking at um, cutting funding, I believe it is, or, or doing something along the lines of restricting their, uh, their power essentially of what they can do. Um, I don't remember right offhand. I was uh, doing some research before, I uh, didn't quite get through all of it, but um, on exactly what they were going to uh, do as far as the border patrol and immigration and stuff like that. But I know some of the stuff was going to be um, their hands were going to be pretty much like tied on certain things. So, mm. 
So it don't like again. It sounds like he's just reverting back to Obama's uh, practice of CBP and the law itself. Because you know, me and you, um, or you and I rather, we we served during Obama's uh, presidency there, the eight years, which was just great in the military. Mm-hmm. Um, he pretty much turned yeah. it into a social experiment, or the beginning of a social experiment. And now you, we see how it is now. However, my point being, uh, I remember when we were in, and CBP was basically powerless to stop people at the border. Whether you know they would ask him, "Are you a U.S. citizen?" And then if, even if they said no, they couldn't stop them, couldn't detain them, couldn't do anything. Um, you know, there was no, um, I guess, requirement or enforcement of proving that you were uh, had right to be in the U.S. or even a U.S. citizen. So obviously, if there was like criminal activity going on, they were still stopping and searching vehicles. But as far as, you know, if you just wanted to walk across the border at a checkpoint, essentially, or drive through, they weren't stopping anyone. Um, now, I did find this... Um, this thing here that uh, was pretty interesting about this. Um, it looks like it's an eight year program, um, which will grant them temporary status for five years. And then if they meet certain requirements, um, they'll be able to apply for um, citizenship status after an additional three years. So eight years total, five years, I guess, under watch, then uh, they'll get granted a green card if they meet certain expectations, meaning like they pay taxes, there's a background check, they get vetted in that aspect. Um, and then if they're good to go an additional three years, they can apply for citizenship. And this is coming from the Washington post here as well. So, um, yeah, they have to have been in the United States as of January 1st. Um, it's meant to, you know, prevent any rush at the border, which I still find completely asinine because we've seen it all over the news in the last, uh, like two weeks here, right before the inauguration. Anyways, there was that giant caravan coming towards, I haven't seen anything else on it since. Have you seen anything on that caravan? Cause no, I haven't. I haven't seen anything uh, on on that one. Um, but when I was uh, looking around, I had seen something. Whether um, there was any truth to it, I I don't know. I didn't get uh, that far into it. But uh, from my understanding, mm-hmm. there was supposed to be another caravan on the way up. Right. I think it was um, coming from like Honduras or something this time. Yeah, um, I believe so. Uh, one of the uh, South American uh, countries. I mean, what does that tell you too, though? I mean, my heart goes out for those people. I mean, they're literally willing to risk their lives to sneak into this country or basically get into this country by any means possible. Um, But if that doesn't tell you something about the countries that they're fleeing from, you know, to be honest, it's, it's, it's really sad. It's absolutely sad because they're coming here with the hopes of having a better life, um, you know, on the promises of certain politicians that are literally just exploiting their desperation, right? which is exactly the same thing that their home countries did to them, exploited them for votes, exploited them for political purposes. Those politicians got fat and lined their pockets, destroyed the country's economy and jobs and everything else, thus making them flee to our country. Now, what I find all too convenient is that as soon as it was announced that Biden was going to be inaugurated, he was going to be the 46th president and all that stuff, magically we have another caravan coming from Honduras again, which again, all too convenient, but you know, they have the expectation that, oh, Democrats in, in the House, um, the White House, you know, will be able to just come across the border. They're not going to stop us. So, but apparently that is not the case as, as of yet. Um, I've seen different reports of Biden telling them, hey, hold on a minute. Don't come up here yet. We got to get this immigration stuff, you know, taken care of. And then in his uh, policy, it says, you know, to qualify, immigrants must have been in the United States as of January 1st. <laughs> so, Apparently, he's going to be enforcing that uh, the border to that extent that they would not qualify under his immigration policy. 
if they weren't in the country prior to January 1st. So, again, we'll see how that plays out. I don't think that's going to be very favorable for a lot of illegals that intend to come here. Right. And then, and then uh, also, like, like you said, in the process, um, according to APnews.com, uh, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're saying that his uh, citizenship process could take as low as three years. And then, like you said, up to uh, eight years for others. Mm-hmm. So in between three to eight years, depending on, I guess, where you sit at uh, yeah. within. So they, haven't, so they haven't mentioned anything. I haven't seen anything in any of my sources that I have pulled up here about what will happen if they fail to meet the requirements. If they can't get a green card after, say, five years or even the full eight, if they don't meet citizenship, what happens? They just remain illegal and then they're forever hunted by CBP and whatnot looking over their shoulder or. Uh, you know what? That's a, a good speculation. I mean everything that I've looked at, I haven't seen anything that states what happens if they don't, you know, it, mm-hmm. it only talks about, um, you know, the time frame of, uh, the process and all that, but it, it doesn't talk about anything about, you know, what happens if, you know, they don't meet their criteria. Right. It's yeah. It, it's seems like the, the language in the law, I guess is it's specific enough that it's, it's targeting, or applies mostly to the immigrants that have been here for years. Um, the DACA side, I, I believe, is more focused on. The Dreamers, rather, um, it looks like the bill is going to be a little bit more narrow for them, and it's going to be harder for them to get their citizenship status. But again, we're going to have to wait and see how this all plays out because I'm not an immigration expert. I haven't done a lot of research on immigration, um, so I really can't speculate or even you know, make a logical guess, uh, so to speak. I mean, I have a general understanding, but I don't think I'm knowledgeable enough to even try to predict what will happen. So, <clears throat> but one thing I, I do want to look at too, um, I want a review of Trump's uh, immigration policy too um, and just kind of compare because, you know, like we said a little bit ago here that uh, Biden's policy is almost a reversal of Trump's where obviously Trump wanted to secure the border. And he, he did, he was successful in that. Um, he pretty much stifled a lot of illegal immigrations from coming up. He expanded the border wall, finished it in a lot of areas, um, that were lacking and were allowing a lot of people to, to sneak across. Um, according to Forbes here, Forbes.com, uh, Trump's immigration policy had cut, uh, legal immigration in half supposedly here. Um, now, the statistics saying that it reduced legal immigration by 49%. So, I'm not, it, was it just most people just stopped applying? Um, I, I have no idea, but Forbes is claiming that it's, uh, you know, the reduction in legal immigration was harming most refugees, um, employers, and Americans who did not want to live with their spouse, parent, or children, but it also affected the country's future labor force and economic growth. I haven't seen any evidence of that, to be honest. I'm not saying that, uh, you know, this guy, this um, author here, Stuart Anderson, he's a senior contributor for uh, Forbes magazine. Um, I mean, he clearly cites his sources, but uh, when you look at the country's economic growth and stability overall during the Trump administration, um, it kind of says otherwise, in my opinion, you know, um, our jobs, our, our workforce is up, our unemployment has been down historically low. 
Um, our GDP was through the roof. I mean, we had all sorts of stuff uh, just getting better for the country. So what's your, what's your take on that one? I guess, Jason. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, uh, Trump did a, a lot for this country. I mean, there was, you know, majority of the things that he did was for the uh, positive, uh, you know, for this country. Um, granted, I, I didn't agree with everything that he did, but as an overall job, he did uh, care for the people of this guy country. And he worked hard to ensure that, you know, a lot of good things happened. Um, right. I know I like the stock, uh, stock market. I mean, it had, you know, some of the highest um, peaks that it had seen in like several years. Right. So, and then of course, you know, like, like some of the things that you had mentioned, you know, um, I mean, even the housing market, you know, went up. So. Yeah. I mean, most of the financial specters or not specters, excuse me, <laughs> financial areas. I don't even know where I got that word from financial areas of the United States um, had gone up and I'm not quite sure, you know, where this guy is getting his information from, I guess, but uh, we'll see how it, how it all plays out again. And I, I hate to say that, but I mean, I, I just really can't speculate too much on, you know, where this is going to go or how this is all going to work, because I can only see Biden's policies that are going to end up hurting us. Um, immigration is just obviously our focus tonight. But when it comes to uh, a lot of his policies, um, immigration, obviously, um, his cancellation of the Keystone XL pipeline, which granted is only one pipeline, but I don't even really want to get into that because people are so dumb when it comes to, oh, the pipeline's bad, this, that, or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, pipelines actually are one of the safest ways to transport, um, you know, crude oil and right. gas, natural gas. Um, I mean, half the time you drive right over a pipeline at some point in the country, you don't even realize it. Um, they're monitored constantly by very highly educated and experienced people, you know, um, it's just ridiculous. I mean, there's hundreds of thousands of miles of uh, pipeline in our country. So anyways, um, yeah, I mean, that, I mean, that's not, you know, a whole topic we could get on, you know, but like, but yeah, I mean, just to, uh, I mean, you know, besides canceling the pipeline, I mean, you're like, you know, you automatically, what uh, he put out like 80, I think it was like 80,000, jobs in one day just by canceling mm -hmm. that pipeline i mean and that was just the direct effect um it didn't even take into account the indirect effect uh and what i mean by that is this equipment that these pipeliners use they're they're big heavy machines you know they um they have to be hauled in there by specialized trucks specialized drivers right so it, it didn't even take into account those jobs that it affected uh, you know, for those guys that got to haul that stuff back and forth, you know, it, mm -hmm. it affects their jobs as well. Yeah. Uh, in particular, laying off over 50,000 union uh, employees, <laughs> which I thought was hilarious. Uh, I mean, and not, I feel bad for them, um, but a lot of the unions in this country are very much democratic in, uh, you know, political affiliation. And I feel like they got used for their vote. Um it's almost stereotypical, but because of that, a lot of them have suffered. A lot of those brown collar guys and engineering guys and stuff like that that were a part of the Keystone XL pipeline got laid off overnight with 
one swipe of a pen. Um, and then <laughs> the audacity really of his uh, press secretary there at the white house said, you know, they can just go find other jobs. Yeah. And you know, and, and this is the, um, kind of hilarious, I guess it, it depends on how you want to look at it, but you know, you've got all these people that, you know, they're like, Oh, well this Keystone pipeline is bad, bad. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, I bet you if you go and ask them, Hey, do you have gas in your house? Well, yes, I do. Well, want to go turn it off mm-hmm. because that's essentially what you're saying by disagreeing with the pipeline. So unless you want to go turn your gas off that heats your house, that provides fuel for you to cook on, um, you know, why disagree with it? Because it's not hurting anything, but right. you won't go in there and turn your gas off to your house. Yeah, it's it's all hypocrisy, really. It's it's the same argument that you know people they want to do zero emission, um, you know, products and vehicles and all this other kind of stuff, but they don't realize um, in order to create those those services and products, uh, the damage it actually does to the earth. You know, the batteries for electric vehicles, the lithium, cadmium, and nickel mines in like all over Africa. I mean, it, they're destroying the earth. If you ever look at them, I mean, they're these massive surface um, mines. And once they mine that area, like that land is done forever. They can't do anything else with it, you know, not to mention they hire children and people that probably shouldn't be working there, people with disabilities, all sorts of stuff. I mean, it's practically slave labor just so we can have, you know, batteries for our phones and batteries for our electric cars and all sorts of stuff and electronics and all that. It's, it's the hypocrisy is kind of funny, Um, but people are just, they pick and choose what they want to. Uh, you know, make a fuss about, and that's yeah, really, yeah, the- I, yeah. I, I think you know a lot of people. You know, like you said, they just want to pick and choose like what they want to fuss about. But another side to that is too, I've, a lot of people they just you know they only want to hear what they want to hear, and they don't want to listen to anything else that disagrees with their thought. Because you know, God forbid that somebody else have a different opinion of what they have. You know you know, they don't like that, you know, it's, oh, it's bad. So, you know, Mm -hmm. it's kind of one track minded, so to speak. Yeah, absolutely. It's again, people just like to cherry pick what they want to be upset about and stuff like that. So it's, yeah, I'm not really sure what else to say about it (laughs) other than people just, (laughs) they, they pick and choose what they want to be upset about. If it's something that's convenient for them, uh, they're more likely to turn a blind eye to, the process of it and how those services and goods are acquired um, stuff like that, I guess. But anyways, but going back to, to Biden's immigration policy, I can only see this hurting us, um, you know, supposedly again, with those requirements um, it's going to be a process to uh, vetting them, um, you know, making sure that they're paying their taxes, that they're doing everything right and all that kind of stuff. And my argument is why weren't they doing that in the first place? You know, if the incentive is becoming a legal citizen, then why weren't you doing it in the first place? Because a lot of the illegal immigrants have been here for decades. You know, some of them uh, were brought here as children. Some of them came here as adults and they've been here 20, 30 years already. Um, have never made any uh, attempt to become a citizen. Now, the typical immigration process does take at least 10 years. Um, so with this eight-year plan... I don't really see what I guess the benefit is or the shortcut is, uh, you know, about it. So 
I think it's just a kind of a feel good thing for him that, Oh, you know, president Biden's looking out for us. He's going to do, you know, or he's going to undo Trump's policies. He's going to get us immigration or uh, citizenship rather and all this other stuff. But it's like, you could have been doing that decades ago. Right. Yeah, exactly. Just... And, you know, and, and the other uh, side to it, you know, is, uh, you know, with these illegal immigrants, you know, they're afforded like all these opportunities. Like you said, you know, they get all these uh, handouts or assistance or whatever you want to call it, um, you know, from the government and all that. And they get more than our own people get here. Like, and and that, that really bothers me because, you know, the government is so focused on this, this illegal immigration that, they're willing to spend billions of dollars on this, mm-hmm. but yet we've got people here living that are in far worse conditions that they just turn blind. Uh, I mean, we, you know, like how many homeless people do we have out on the streets? You know, veterans that's living out on the streets, you know, freaking, mm-hmm. you know, the drug pandemic, you know, people that, you know, are trying to do better. They, you know, they want to get off the drugs. They, you know, they want to get help and stuff. Right. But they're, you know, they're, they're caught, you know, in one thing or another, you know, but yet they don't want to do anything for those people. But yet let's, yeah. let's throw all this money towards illegal immigration for people who came here illegally. Yep. I mean, I, I can't fathom it. it. To me, it does not make no sense whatsoever. That's one thing I did appreciate about uh, President Trump. And again, I, I wasn't a Trump supporter. I didn't vote for Trump. Um not in the first election. Um, you know, he always put America first. He was always trying to think the, the betterment of the country and the people, people overall. Um, I, I do believe in an America first campaign because quite honestly, my belief is if we have enough money to send it overseas, then I'm being overtaxed, right? I do not like taxation. I personally believe that taxation is theft. Um, if people kept more of their tax dollars or all of their tax dollars that we're paying into the system, we wouldn't need, uh, you know, all of these assistance programs and, you know, sticking our hand out to the government for a little bit of our money back to just make it by. Um, so I don't, I don't understand why our government wastes so much money on sending it to other people or helping everyone out that they're not even Americans. I mean, granted the U S is good at policing the world, unfortunately, um, we believe that we should help out, you know, the little guy, of course, right. Uh, being, you know, poor country, stuff like that, whatever. But when is the U S population going to get the focus? When are we going to get taken care of? Because honestly, I, I compare it to, you know, uh, the loss of cabin pressure in an airplane. What do they always tell you before you, uh, take off? They go over all the safety precautions, right. And they tell you if the, in the event that the cabin loses pressure, mass will drop from the ceiling apply your mask first before assisting others, right? We have to take care of ourselves uh, before we can help other people. It just doesn't make sense. And the same thing, I was a medic in the army, right? I couldn't risk my life to go out there to save someone that was, I mean, completely in imminent danger, right? Uh, if I risk being killed myself, because there's no use in a dead medic, right? That That's literally what we were taught in medic school. There's no use in a dead medic. Right. So that's why we were told, you know, you gain fire superiority, you do your TC3 stuff, you know, and you get your care under fire out of the way. And then you, you make sure that that casualty is behind something where you can treat him because if they kill him 
and I'm on the way out to get him, or God forbid I get wounded or die, then I just wasted my efforts. And I feel like at this point we're wasting our efforts when it comes to sending tax dollars overseas to other countries. A lot of the countries that we send money to, um, I haven't seen improvement in, um, you know, like Africa, for example, I can't even begin to tell you how much, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars that every country around the world has dumped into that continent and it just has not improved. Um, and like you said, Jason, we have our own problems here at home. We have people that are living on the streets. We have veterans that aren't being taken care of. And yes, I am biased for the favor of veterans. Obviously, Jason and I are both veterans. Um, but we have our own problems here at home. Um, now, personally, in 2016, I didn't vote, um, but I would have voted for Rand Paul had he made it to primary. Um, because of my state, I'm not allowed to vote uh, for anything other than I guess the the general campaign there uh, once they make it to primary, and I may have that confused, but um, I couldn't vote for Rand Paul because he didn't make it to the primary. Um, my state, you have to have a party affiliation, and I am registered as an independent, so it's kind of stupid. But Rand Paul, uh, they went after him for being an isolationist because he had the same um, kind of mentality that we have: take care of our own, secure the border. Uh, you know, uh, protect the U.S. dollar, all that kind of stuff. And he got laughed out of Congress for it. And in fact, um, it later came out in the WikiLeaks that Hillary Clinton's campaign was like deathly afraid of Rand Paul. And that's why they smeared him and destroyed his uh, race for the presidential, you know, election. Um, and then, you know, Trump was just laughed at. They had no expectation of him actually becoming president. But we need to take care of our own. We need to fix our own country's problems. And honestly, if we quit going to war every freaking five years, um, the money that we spend towards wars, we probably could afford universal health care here. We probably could afford better VA health care. We could you know, probably afford better health care in general. And a lot of this stuff that these socialists want, uh, you know, we probably could afford it. Um, I'm not a socialist by any means, but I believe if the government is going to tax the living hell out of us, um, we should at least spend it on ourselves. Yeah, exactly. Take care of our own. Yeah, you know, a perfect example. Uh, you know, look at Germany. You know, Germany's heavily taxed, um, but yet they've they have like a universal health care. Anybody can go see a doctor. Right. Um, so you know, it, yes, it can pay off. You know, like you said, you know, if we're going to be you know taxed uh, on everything, you know, then you know why not have a universal? You know, put the money exactly. to get used. I, yeah, I just, I, I don't understand it. Or, I mean, I, I have my own personal uh, opinions on, you know, why we send so much money overseas. Um, and I'm going to go off on a conspiracy theory here because this is just my opinion again. So don't take me as a freaking nut or anything. But um, I know that there's a lot of people out there that have similar sentiments when it comes to sending federal dollars overseas. And I'm going to use this most recent COVID relief bill as an example, um, you know, we passed, I don't even know how many trillions of dollars, right, added to the federal deficit uh, for COVID relief when a good portion of that money went overseas to countries that had nothing to do with COVID. Yeah, I, I would say I would um, say at least like 9%. Of it. Like, I mean, like perfect example, like I don't even remember which country it was, but uh, but transgender studies. Yeah, like, that seriously, was, like seriously. Yeah, like, that was Pakistan. Gender studies, um, it was like 19 million and, or something like that. To, for gender studies in Pakistan and Pakistan being predominantly Muslim, they don't give a shit about genders. Um, it's men and then women somewhere down the line. Um, <laughs> so why the hell are we sending money to a country that doesn't even recognize gender hardly at all? Um, when it comes to that, 
Um, but to me, it just seems like a giant money laundering scheme. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, and I believe it is. And cause it kind of goes back to, you know, like, you know, what you were talking about, you know, with the wars, you know, that's a big money profit, uh, scheme. I mean, you know, you go to war, you know, these big manufacturers, you know, they turn out the products, you know, politicians that get kickbacks from it. And, and it's just a big, one big cycle. Yep. Absolutely. And yeah. And for example, I mean, it's been speculated for years that that's what a lot of this foreign aid goes to, um, apart from military expanse, um, and, uh, assistance there. Um, cause it's no secret, you know, we give guns, uh, ammo, training, missiles, bombs, all sorts of shit to other countries, Israel being one of the biggest ones that we provide arms and training to. Um, but, you know, we the Congress would basically allocate, you know, X amount of dollars to go to, say, fuck, I don't know, Germany or something, right? Let's just use them for an example. Um, may or may not be true. But they send, let's say, $100 million to Germany in a defense bill or a defense uh, assistance or whatever. And then part of that deal is Germany keeps 90% of it. 10% comes back to the legislators or members of Congress that help get it passed. Um, that's been a rumor for a long time um evidence or proof of that i haven't seen any i can't find any information on it it's all mostly just speculation at this point but would i be surprised if that was the case absolutely not because look at the members of uh, u.s congress you know they're all rich as hell they've all helped pass bills that have benefited their investments in the companies that they're you know have stock in stuff like that nancy pelosi being uh, a huge one dana feinstein um you know, passing bills that benefit their investments, stuff like that. So that's just my opinion. I think our Congress is completely corrupt. This immigration bill is only going to bolster them um, because that's potentially 11 million new legal voters, um, uh, provided that they all meet the, um, you know, requirements to get legal citizenship. But at the same time, it could also backfire. So we'll see how Congress plays it out. We'll see how Biden actually puts this into effect and, yeah at this point uh, for it's, the best. it's more of a waiting game russian roulette so to speak right. <laughs> russian roulette because that's oddly funny uh i've seen a couple of things about russia in here again hillary clinton last week was saying that you know during um trump's final days as president that she was wondering if he had colluded yet again supposedly with russia to organize the uh, dc uh, protests there where they storm the, the uh, Capitol building and all this other garbage. She is obsessed with Russia. I don't know if she secretly has a crush on Putin or something or what the case is, but that know. woman I'm is... Believe, I'm starting to believe so. Yeah, I mean, she is hung up on Russia, and I, I think it's really dangerous, the allegations that uh, different politicians, in particular Hillary Clinton, throw around. I mean, you're literally accusing our, you know, one of two massive geopolitical adversaries of, you know, conducting seditious acts and espionage in our country and working with a, a sitting president at that point. It's just insane that how she can just throw that around all willy nilly. It's really crazy. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm looking at our anchor here. I think there's a problem with our anchor to be completely honest, Jason, because I recorded an episode and for the listeners out there, let us know if you're still with us uh, this far along in the recording here. But, um, Greg and I actually recorded an episode, um, probably two, three months ago here. 
and uh, I uploaded it to Anchor. It said it went through, and yet when I look in the episodes um, list here, it's not there. Um, I'm not sure what happened to it. It shows the last uh, episode that was played was the Off the Cuff Part due, um at an hour and 11 minutes, and that wasn't the last episode that we recorded. So um, I'm not exactly sure what's going on. I can speculate because when I go down here to our sponsorships, because we do have active sponsorships in here, which we're up to a whopping $1.32, by the way, because we get like a half a cent for every play. Um, there's a three ended promotions in here. And tell me if this sounds funny to you, Jason. Tell me if I'm off my rocker. But uh, the first one is charity promotion, in particular, the company called Headcount. Okay, keep that in mind. The second one is Ballot Ready, and the third one is Democracy Works. Do any of those sound familiar to you, Jason? <laughs> they all sound familiar to me. Um, yeah. they, they are all related to. Um, Act Blue, the Democratic fundraising website. So Greg will get a kick out of that. I'll have to let him know. Not saying it's related, not saying it's the reason why my last episode wasn't uh, uploaded. However, I do find it awfully convenient that three of the ended sponsorships are all tied into Act Blue. Now, the last episode that we did do um, in a lot of our episodes are not very leftist friendly. So <laughs> yeah, it could be that anchor is possibly censoring our episodes after listening to a couple minutes of it. That could be. So who knows? Yeah. I wouldn't doubt it with this whole big tech uh, censorship or censorship rather and purge uh, going on. It's very possible that heretic radio could be removed. Um, a, a lot of the other uh, big podcasters out there, uh, Dan Bongino, Timcast, IRL with Tim Pool, um, and several others that are not even necessarily conservative podcasts or outlets, um, but because they go against that status quo of leftist ideology and, and tribalism, um, they're being threatened of being removed off of YouTube, being removed off of all the major uh, podcast streaming services, all that kind of stuff, Spotify even. Um We'll see how they, they kind of handle that, I guess. But I know I, I listen to Tim Cast on uh, IRL almost every day. I, Tim Pool, it's kind of scary because Tim Pool considers himself to be like a classic liberal. And I find myself aligning and agreeing with a lot of his beliefs and practices. So maybe I guess I'm like a secret classic liberal after all, maybe, or just have some views. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, he's saying, or he's been saying that, you know, he's under threat of being kicked off YouTube at any moment. Um, for a lot of the stuff that he talks about and the guests that he has on now, Tim Cass, obviously, or Tim pool rather. Um, I mean, he's got millions of subscribers. Uh, the, the guy is just huge in the podcast world. He's huge in the media world, in the information world. Um, and he has had some seriously high profile guests on there. We are nowhere near that <laughs> at all. Um, our total plays are only at 1200. I think he gets like 1200 in the first couple minutes of releasing a freaking video. But, um, you never know. It, it might trickle down. We might get removed. Who knows? So, uh, but I do want to say thank you to the listeners that are out there. We do have a lot of listeners um, around the world. As a matter of fact, sorry, I'm kind of going off here just a sec, Jason, but uh, I do want to give a shout out for those of you that are patient that still tune in, that bear with our technical difficulties and all that. Um, we do appreciate you here and we'll continue making content so long as people listen. Um, if there's anything in particular that you want us to talk about that you want our take on, um, please let us know, send us an email, hit us up on the Facebook page, something, um, one of our greatest episodes, um, that we had was the 1619 project, which, 
has always been a hot button topic since its creation. Um, Greg and I kind of partnered that one up and that one's, I mean, it, it was phenomenal for this uh, podcast. Um, well over 600, almost 700 plays so far. And that was published this past July. Um, and then black lives matter episode um, was another great one. Social media did pretty good, all that kind of stuff. But I, I mean, this is a hobby for us. We do enjoy talking about this stuff, but if it doesn't, I guess, get a lot of views, we're probably not going to record all that often. <laughs> so, yeah. um, and that's kind of where we're at right now on top of the different things going on in our lives, work, school, kids, um, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, you know, it's hard to come up, you know, with these uh, podcasts and stuff, you know, if we don't hear back from, you know, fans and, and people, you know, it's, yeah. you know, to hear, you know, to put out the stuff that, you know, they want to hear, you know, right. You know, it's, you know, it comes down to, you know, stuff that, you know, we try to, you know, come up with that, you know, we think would be, you know, good for the listeners or the listeners, you know, would like to hear, you know, but without the feedback, you know, it's, it's a little bit, you know, hard to do. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Cause I mean, Jason and I and Greg and Chris, I mean, we all, we talk about different subjects we want to talk about. And what I find myself um, getting caught up in is that there's so much shit that happens every day anymore. So much stuff. Oh yeah. There is. I mean, um, there's so much, it's just, and it's so hard to, to pick from because it, it's like a big bell of hay. You, you've got all this stuff that, you know, you want to talk about and it's all in the middle of that haystack and you just don't know which one to pull out from. Exactly. And, and, especially now with you know the election and everything that was going on covid this past year all that kind of stuff it's just there was so much to to go through so much to research so much to talk about that we just didn't have the time um really or the ambition to do it um but if there's specific subjects i I would like to hear from our our listeners there but um even if you're out of the country if you even send it in a different language because i don't know if you've looked at the stats jason um, but we have listeners from like Croatia, Czech Republic, um, a couple in Russia, um, a bunch in different, uh, Europe, you know, uh, Western European countries, England, Germany, uh, France. It's crazy. We, I mean, granted, there are probably just a few listeners here and there, uh, within those areas, but, um, to me that that's cool as shit. Yeah. I mean, that's cool. I mean, and you know, like say it's cool. And then, you know, not only that, that, you know, it's to me, I think it's pretty amazing that, you know, at least we're, you know, we're reaching, you know, a few, you know, across the world, you know, yeah. that's, that's it's, saying it's pretty I fucking think. cool. It's, it's one of the beauties of this information age. You know what I mean? Uh, we can like, uh, I, I live in South Dakota, Jason lives in West Virginia and we're able to do this. You know, if you showed this to somebody, say like in the 1950s, I think their fucking head would explode. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, but the fact that we have yeah. people that can tune in around the world is honestly, it's, it's pretty humbling and it's flattering. And, um, we do appreciate those listeners in the other countries, but so anyways, I think we'll pretty much just wrap this one up unless you got anything else you want to, to bring up there. No, I, I think, uh, this be good for, yeah, for this episode. And, you know, like you said, we, you know, we've got so much other stuff, you know, working out there, you know, it's a matter of trying to figure out, you know, which one. So, yep. So, um, again, we thank everybody for tuning in. Um, again, if you want to hear anything in particular, if you even just want to hear his bullshit about something, um, 
which pretty much what this entire podcast is really. But <laughs> uh, <laughs> if there's anything in particular you want to hear us talk about um, or something, uh, maybe if it's somebody in another country, you want to find out what is being told to us in our news in the U.S. Because um, I have friends that are in Germany that are stationed in Germany. Um, the news over there is completely different from what is uh, put out here in the States. So if there's something that you want us to compare versus, you know, maybe the news outlets in your country, um, which would actually be pretty damn interesting, um, let us know and we'll put something together. So, but I think from uh, all of us here at uh, Heretic Radio, I think we're going to wrap it up there. Jason, always a pleasure. Um, you know, I always look forward to recording with you. Uh, if you want to do anything else in the future, definitely let me know. We'll put it together. And, um, yeah, I think it's a yeah. pretty good one here. Yeah, as always, you know, it's a joy to be on here. You know, like I said, you know, love doing this, you know, you know, a hobby. You know, we do this as a hobby, and, you know, like you said. And, uh, it, you know, it's enjoy. You know, it's fun, you know, find out new information, you know, we do the uh, research, you know, for these uh, podcasts. So, you, know, you learn something right. new every time. Absolutely. So with that, uh, thanks again, listeners. Um, again, Heretic Radio Podcast at gmail.com, or you can look us up at Heretic Radio Podcast on Facebook. We do have an Instagram. We don't have a Twitter. Um, I'll be completely honest. I check the Facebook one a lot more often than I do the Instagram. The Instagram I was kind of using as a meme <laughs> outlet for a while. Um, so if you want to get a hold of us, definitely hit us up at the email, or the Gmail account rather, or the Facebook account. So from all of us here at Heretic Radio, thanks for tuning in. We'll check you guys out next time.